This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Are you an A, B, or C player? How about the people on your team? Are they A, B, or C players? Here at The Schuler Group, we use that terminology and it comes from my husband Mark's days in the theater. He was an actor, he taught in the theater school for kids for probably 30 years. So he had a lot of experience in dealing with groups of people and observing those A, B, or C players. Here's our simple definition. An A player is somebody who comes up and says, you know, I noticed that such and such needed to be done. Would you like me to take care of it? Or perhaps they just take care of it all on their own. The B players are around and they will do whatever you do, tell them to do gladly, but they don't quite take initiative, not like the A players. The C players can't be found. You can't dig them up <laughs> anywhere. Getting them to do something is like pulling teeth. They might do it, but they're not going to be efficient or do it well. You can really tell they're just biding their time until they can leave. And we see this, not just in the theater, but in the workplace as well. And I'm sure if you think about it, you can think of situations where members of your department or your team or your organization, any group of people, and you can start identifying the A, B, or C players. So which one are you? And which one do you want on your team? Probably you are going to want A players. How can you determine if they are A players? say in an interview, or say in a situation where they want to be part of your group or they want to be part of your volunteer team, whatever it might be, can you ask some questions that are going to help determine if they're A players? And the answer is yes. One question you can ask is, describe how you work and interact when you're part of a team or a project. Since it's an open question, meaning not a closed question with just one answer like yes or no, they actually have to give you some information in order to answer the question. And of course, if they don't say much, they they answer it very shortly. Use one of our favorite follow-up statements. Can you say more about that or tell me more about that? because then they have to go deeper. We love that question, by the way. You can also ask, tell me about a time when you were really proud of a project you and a team worked on together. Another question, describe a time when things did not go well with a team and see if you can Tell me what, what you think the issues were and why that particular team or that project didn't go very well. 
This is a great question because their answer is going to tell you whether they take any responsibility for that or do they blame others. To be fair, either of those situations could be valid. It could very well have been they had a bad apple on that team or on that project and that really did make things go downhill. And it could also be that this person, like many, wants to put the blame externally. It takes a big person to be able to say, you know, I don't think I did the best job I could in that situation. I should have taken more responsibility. I saw things that were going on. I should have stepped in. That takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to do, by the way. Nobody wants to be wrong. We all want to be right. We all want to impress people. And so to be able to take responsibility for something, it shows a lot of character. These questions are really great questions, by the way. You can also ask, this is a really fun question, at least for the the person asking, What was the most embarrassing moment in your career or the biggest failure? And that may take the the person on the other end of that question by surprise, because who wants to talk about an embarrassing moment or failure? But again, just like with the previous question, it's going to tell you a lot about that person's, the way their mind works, how they handle all sorts of situations. So is it a situation when they're talking about this embarrassing moment or failure, have they accepted it? Are they mortified by the fact that they have to recount that to you? Have they learned from it? And do they see it as a learning experience? Are they comfortable with the fact that they're not perfect? In the example I mentioned before where oh, I I saw what was happening and I should have stepped in sooner and I didn't, then that person is more comfortable with not being perfect. They have a higher EQ, emotional intelligence. They've realized nobody's perfect and it serves no purpose to pretend as if you are. And the follow-up question to that embarrassing or failure piece, how did you handle that? You're hoping that this person taking responsibility, learning, applying what he learned so that that same problem, mistake, issue didn't come up again. Another question is, tell me about someone who is better than you in an area that really matters to you. This is going to tell you whether this person, for one, is going to get along with other people, um, how they handle that. Is there a genuine admiration? Is there an understanding that honestly, there's always going to be somebody better than we are? It doesn't matter what kind of mastery we have in a particular area There's almost always somebody better than you are. I learned that when I went to college. (laughs) I was valedictorian of my high school class. I was the best, and 
then I went to college and there were several other valedictorians from other schools and their, their GPAs ended up being better than mine. So I learned that pretty, pretty early on. You also can ask things like, what's the most successful project you've ever worked on? And, you know, what are you the most proud of in that? That's going to tell you whether it's all about them and the work that they did, or do they share the celebration? Do they share the fact that other people in the team, on the team or on the project came together and worked together well? Or is it all, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. These questions help you get a sense of their character, their personality, whether they take responsibility, whether they can be vulnerable, whether they have empathy. All the traits that we have in our 10-point leadership model, listening to how these questions are answered gives you insight into how this person is going to perform and especially going to perform on a team. I go back to the question I asked at the beginning. So what kind of player are you? A, B, or C? And even if you're an A player, do you need to up your game somewhere? These different areas that I've mentioned, the empathy, vulnerability, um, delegation, sharing the, the celebration, how would you rate yourself on those? Are there places where you need to improve? I know I look at those things and I know that I can move a little too fast. Sometimes I need to slow down and truly spend time appreciating my team members. Looking at the areas where it might be helpful for you to, to work on and maximize is only going to make you a better leader. And it's also, part of being that better leader, is going to give you an empathy for what your, your people on your team might also be going through or thinking about. And so how can you support them in that? The last thing I want to say about A, B, and C players is sometimes when you take the leader out, somebody has to step in. And that can also be another way to determine who your A players are. Who steps up to the plate? Who says, you know what, this needs to be done. Here's how we're going to do it. All right, troops, let's band together. Let's get it done. This came from a colleague of ours who is a manager, and she, she had to go manage some other piece of, of the organization. So she left the underlings in charge, and she observed who took charge, how they did it. And she said, those are my A players. Because when, when the, the cat's away, then which mice are going to help out? We use several tools, assessments, exercises, and activities to help our clients make sure 
they have the right people in the right seats, that they have more A players than B and hopefully no C players, as well as how to maximize their strengths as well as the collective strengths of the team as a whole. If you'd like to explore any of this, please reach out to us at www.theshulergroupllc.com and let's help make all your players A players. Until next time, may you thrive.